Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, grow you as a disciple, and help you serve His purpose. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. I was reflecting about what we've already heard and what we've been listening to, that God is our Father and that we're deeply loved by Him. We have heard that God teaches us the way, that he is the truth, and that when we follow him, he is the life. And life without him is a life that's been robbed by the enemy. So it got me thinking about once we're actually saved and we choose to live for God, that he actually calls us to live radical for him, to be totally different. So we are always loved and he always forgives and there is grace and there is mercy and that's all at the foundation. But God wants us to then go deeper, that he desires us to follow him in a way that changes from what we used to do and how we used to think and follow his way of thinking and his way of doing things. So 1 John, it says... Do not love the world or anything in the world. For if anyone loves the world, the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. So as Christians... I believe that we're here to live a life here on earth, to be in this world, but to be totally different from the world, to live radically different, to not be influenced by the world, but to actually be set apart in our lives to reveal God to this world. So God, we just thank you for this time. We thank you that you've that you love us no matter what and that you call us into life deeper with you. Jesus, help us to continuously fix our eyes on you and walk in your way of doing and your way of knowing Jesus. Help us to be different in this world and not the same. Thank you for your love and your heart for us. In your name, amen. So... With all this radical thinking, I've started, got me thinking about this year, I'm a physio in case no one knew that, Um, very important for this story. Um, I've become really invested and really interested in feet. I know, really weird, feet, please don't hold it again, feet, these things. (laughs) So... I'm really interested in feet health and I'm exploring lots of different things about it and I'm trying to learn as much as I can so I can be the best physio in that area. Um, But to be the best physio in that area, I actually need to start applying it in my own life. So I'm learning lots about how we need our feet to be strong and functional and for them to be healthy, we need to exercise our feet and I need to stretch my feet and I need to... um, not have my feet constricted all the time. So I've been implementing in my daily routine 
that I do different things. Like I do some feet exercises. I know, kind of weird, but bear with me. <laughs> I, when I'm at home, I'll sometimes put in these little like toe separators things and Dan thinks they're the weirdest things ever. And one time when he found them on the kitchen bench, he was not happy. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I wiped it down. I promise I wiped it down. Um, I've even started, I've, I've bought a different pair of shoes. They're a bit wider and a bit flatter and so they fit my feet a little bit nicer and I've even, to some disgust of people in the room, bought some toe socks and wear toe socks as well. Right? Really weird, hey? Like, so different. And I can tell I've started walking barefoot too. And the looks on Canberra's faces when I'm walking barefoot in two degrees morning next to Lake Ginandera when they're like, and I can hear them after they've passed be like, Did she, was she actually wearing, was she not wearing shoes? I can hear it. It's so, it's so different, right? Because everyone wears shoes and is rugged up. And anyway, I could go on. But it got me thinking that I'm doing all of these things because I'm starting to learn that this is how I want to look after my feet. That it's, it's not fashionable. It's definitely not normal. But it's how I'm starting to learn that this is how I need to look after my feet. And so as Christians, living radically different from the way of the world can seem really weird sometimes to other people. Or it can feel like you're really going against the current. And it's sometimes the harder road to take because nobody else is walking barefoot around, so why are you walking barefoot around? But we know as Christians that living God's way is living life way more, way better than the world. So we are so fortunate as Christians to know the way, the truth, and the life, and to have access to the Bible as a manual for how to live the best life we can, despite what the world throws at us, and to have access to the truth at our fingertips. So I want to explore with you guys today three different ways that we are called to live completely differently to how the world lives. Think you're up for it? Yeah, yeah cool. Five people are. Wonderful. <laughs> Good. So we're going to read Matthew 5 together in just a few verses, don't worry. So you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. So you're called to love our enemies. Now, love is not simply an emotion. However, it is an action. And we need to be willing to walk through that action and do that action. So Jesus isn't necessarily asking us to change our, our emotions just on command because we don't like someone but we still need to love them so muster it up. But he is saying that we need to choose 
to act opposite to our feelings and willingly show love to our enemies. So our enemy can be defined as almost anyone who curses us, who hates us, even exploits us for their own gain. This can be on like many different scales, whether it's really big and out there or whether it's really small. It's all still the same. So to walk in the opposite feeling and action to hate is to actually bless those people. It's to do good to them, to help them out. And it's even to pray for them, to pray for those people who are hurting us. So when I was thinking about who I really like in my life who does this well, I was thinking about my mum. And she is amazing when it comes to this. And sometimes when I feel like people are exploiting her kindness or her generosity or her time or is saying, being really nice to her face or being really mean behind her back, she doesn't flinch. She doesn't act like she, she knows it's happening, but she'll choose to still love that person and she'll, she'll choose to respond to that person in love. And there may be boundaries, yes, that she puts up to protect herself, which is good. But she will pray for those people. If she's allowed, she'll still pray with those people. She will do anything she can to help them still, whether it's by meals or visiting them or taking them somewhere. Because and she does these things to practically help. And in the way that she does this, I can see how she draws people closer to God, that she reveals God's heart for people to them when she's acting in this opposite way, regardless of how they've acted towards her. And particularly, I think it reveals God's heart when although she could say, no, I'm not going to do that, you hurt me, or I'm no longer going to talk to you, or I'm not going to help you, she still leans in and she still helps despite what her emotions are doing inside of her. So I love in Proverbs 25, it says, If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. So it's totally our human instinct to gravitate towards the people we like, towards the people we feel good with, we get along with. And it's it's our human instinct to then gravitate away from the people that we don't agree with or that are hurting us. We don't want to be around those people. But God desires us to actually change this narrative and with his help, not on our own, to act with love towards our enemies, to walk in that opposite direction. So on a similar line, I was thinking that another way that we need to act radically different is to actually forgive others. So in Ephesians 4, it says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. So some people in some situations can really hurt. And I I do not want to downplay that at all right now. I've seen in my own life how unforgiveness and hurt can play out 
with each other. And I find it really interesting in this verse that it talks about the bitterness and the rage and the anger and the malice. Because they are all things that if people hurt us, that's what builds up inside of us. And it says to let go of all of that. So in the short term, forgiveness, I feel like for the other person is like, oh, it's easy. It's like letting them go. It's like not, not giving them the torture they deserve, not hurting them back like they hurt me. But if we hang on to that in the long term, it builds up inside of us. It overwhelms us. Those emotions, they eat us up and we can't seem to move past that situation. It can become like a prison for us. But to forgive, to actually acknowledge that someone hurt you and to actively say, I forgive you, I drop all my negative emotions towards you, I choose to journey with God in healing, if we need healing, and I choose to be kind and compassionate towards you. Sometimes you don't even need to say that to the person. You just need to say that to yourself, that this is what I'm going to do towards this person. That is what I feel like our world needs. It's not saying that we trust them fully again. It's not saying everything is perfect but it's making a step towards creating peace in your own heart and the world around us. And I think that sometimes it's so hard for even Christians to do this. That I know that when my husband and I, when we get into arguments and if we hurt each other, one thing from early on in our marriage that we've always decided that we'd do is that if we're the one that is hurt, we don't just say, oh, it's okay, don't worry about it. No, it's, it's fine. Or no, you didn't mean it, it's okay, whatever. But if someone apologises, or if, someone, if we've hurt each other, we actually say, I forgive you. And it, there's something in it that just dismantles. It just dismantles the other person. So we want to acknowledge that it happened, the hurt happened. The hurt was real. Acknowledge that. But choosing to act in that opposite way, choosing those kind words to each other instead of oh, continually holding on to those negative emotions. And I've done this at work too. If someone's hurt me at work or a situation I didn't like and we're talking it through and stuff and at the end I'll be like, I f- like thank you for having this conversation. I forgive you. And the person's like, oh, oh, yeah, okay, like, thank you. So I really like in Colossians 3, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you have a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. So this passage doesn't say to forgive once someone comes begging towards you. It doesn't say forgive once you've had your payback. But because God first forgave us, we should then also extend that forgiveness towards others. And then the third way I thought that we need to be radically different in this world was 
in how we speak and how we guard our lips and being careful in what we say. So in Proverbs 16, it says, Gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Amazing, right? Whereas Proverbs 15, just a chapter earlier, says the soothing tongue is a tree of life. Amazing. But a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. So we can bring sweet and honeycomb to the soul, or we can totally crush and destroy the spirit, all with the exact same thing. And so words are just so, so powerful in what we say. And I, I was seeing about this story the other day, and we're hanging out with him last night. But I've got a little four-year-old cousin, and he, he's my cousin. I know there's a big age difference. So there's like 20 years, 20 years a gap. But we are very specific that he calls me Just Jess or Dan Just Dan because his auntie and uncle is not actually us or his cousin. His auntie and uncles are my parents or their siblings, right? So we don't want to confuse him any more than it is. And, you know, he's been around, his whole life he's known Dan. We were engaged when he was born. He's known us his whole life. And we would, we would try and hang out with him here or there and be around a bit. But now we're really trying to make the effort to look after him a bit more or hang out with him a bit more. And the other day, he, I don't even know what we were doing, but we were running around and he goes, Uncle Dan. And in that moment, and from then on out, he's called Dan, Uncle Dan. I feel a bit offended because I'm the blood relative, but I will not hold that against him. But the switch that that turned in Dan, that he wants to be the best uncle for him. He always wants to be that cool Uncle Dan, that fun Uncle Dan. He loves his Uncle Dan so much so he didn't fall asleep last night because Uncle Dan was in bed with him. He couldn't fall asleep. He was so excited. He was like, Dan, Dan. So if those words of a little child have that impact for Dan to build up that courage and want to be even better for Alex, imagine the impact that our words could have on the people around us if we were actively encouraging people or actively showing them, like speaking courage into people, speaking life, speaking meaning into them. Ephesians 4 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So I think sometimes we can get caught up in conversations around us and we don't even realise we're speaking negatively until we walk away. Or sometimes we get so frustrated we just need to let it out and we choose to take it out on people. Or sometimes we say things that we don't even mean. Or we're just so angry we just have to tell them the truth and we're like, oh, it's just telling the truth just because it was mean. But that scripture says that everything, every word that comes out of our mouth may benefit those who listen. That we should be building up the people around us 
that everything we say should benefit those around. So how can we walk out of here today to live differently to how we did coming in? Knowing that we are loved by God and that we are called to go deeper and follow His ways. So I thought of some practical things that we can do as we go out today. So one of them is that this week, don't rush past someone that's hurting you. If it's someone at work, if it's someone in family, stop and ask them how they are. Act in love towards them. You can, in your morning prayer time or driving to work, pray for someone who you are struggling with, who you are finding is your enemy at the moment. Pray for them. Bless them. You can think of someone that you need to extend forgiveness towards. It doesn't have to be to their face. But in your heart, extend forgiveness towards and let God into that hurt place. If it's really hard, you can come up for prayer at the end to help you with walking through forgiveness prayer over it you can go out this week and say an encouraging word to someone it doesn't matter who it is speak encouragement send an encouraging text if you're too scared to say it to someone's face send it in a text and if you get caught in a conversation that you can see it going downhill stop for a moment Don't say anything negative. Think, is this conversation going to benefit the people that hear it? And they're big things. They're walking against the tide, walking against the current. But when they're done in love. And so if you're here today and you do not know God, you do not have a relationship, with God that we're talking about these things that we're called to go deeper in I want you to know that God first and foremost is all those things that he loves you before you even thought about him that when you choose him he forgives all your sins all your past and that he speaks he is the source of truth over you and your encouragement And that Bible is full of things that he says about you, that he loves you. So if you today would like to choose to enter into that relationship with God, I really just encourage you to join us as we pray this together as a church. So I'm going to repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for first loving me. I turn from my old ways. I choose to follow yours. Thank you for dying on the cross to save me from my sin. From this day forward, I choose to live for you. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.